the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Today, we are talking about men and their vanity. Yes, they're just as vain as we are, in just a different way. This and some ugly and awkward moments of the week. And we're also talking a little sports because there's only just a smattering of sports to talk about, including the Michael Jordan documentary. All of this and much more. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? No, he's not retarded. Paula? Most of the things that come out of our mouth are offensive. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 463. Ugh. Ugh. We are sisters who podcast. Why? It's Why? in my brain. It's in my brain. I can't. I mean, it's been months and months and I still. still it's like Pavlov's dog. It's triggering me. Every time we do the Ugh, well, I'm just because like. Because producer Dub is just like, don't forget, we are sisters who podcast. Oh, I hate it. Because it so made much. such an impact. <laughs> I don't, it didn't even make an impact. That's I the know, thing. I it's know, such a I minor know. thing. But you know what? It reminds me of stuff where you do something and you know it's awkward, but no one gives a fuck. No one even noticed. It's just you. And I will chew on it for decades. Decades. You'll think about the one time you did something dumb and you'll be like, and I'm pretty sure no one noticed. And if they did, they were polite and just acted like, oh, well, well, you know, we're all human. But in my world, it's such a severe infraction that I'll think about it till the day I die. It's like it's- when you go to like a play or a show or something like that, and it's like your family member. And so you're just like, all right, everybody, we have to be the first ones to start clapping because <laughs> in case nobody claps or nobody cheers, they have some support. So even if it's terrible, so it's like it ends and everyone's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then everybody else starts clapping. They're like, yay! I can't tell you how many times I have been at a show or a movie. And why do we applaud at movies? Why? It's like applauding at a window. No one cares. No one can see. No one can hear you. But somehow. we, us Uggs, we get excited. So I have, or I have laughed at times when it's not supposed to be funny by myself. All the time it happens in a movie. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. I've done that before. And I look over at someone, they're looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm just like, his oh. mother just died. I'm just like, it's hilarious. A classic example. When we went and saw Sebastian Maniscalco in Reno, oh. when he first came out, I stood up. I'm like, yeah, you were the only one. No, there was like 10 other people in the audience, but we were just a smattering showing our appreciation, you know, like I yes. think it's polite to stand up and like welcome someone, you know, like <laughs> welcome to Reno, the armpit of Nevada. Okay. But I was just saying, you know, like, <laughs> I, know, I know, we're, I know. we're happy to have you and you're, you're great and you're famous and we appreciate you being here. And I just felt like he should already get a standing ovation for just being there. But yeah. Yeah, well, everyone you else was just sitting there like thuds, and I'm just like, thanks a lot, you jerk holes. Well, I didn't stand up. I know! <laughs> you were a jerk hole. All right. I'm fine with it. I'm good. I was applauding. I mean, it wasn't like I was just sitting there going, entertain me, monkey. Yeah, you're just like, all right, yeah. motherfucker, entertain Make me. me. Make laugh. me laugh. Make me laugh or you're off with your head. I paid yeah. my money. I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> So we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo. I know. Which I've never given a shit 
about this holiday. It's not even a holiday. It's an excuse for white people to eat tacos. Oh, but you give you give a shit about the fourth on us or May or something like that or the what? what? Oh, may the fourth be with you. The Star Wars thing. Yeah, I uh, try to do that every year. Just, I try and botch that as bad as I can just to I piss people do. off. I know. I have a I have a small collective who also think it's pithy and hilarious to be Star Trekky or some other space thing that makes no sense. Yeah. Yesterday I said, "May the fourth be upon us," and then I did yes. the the Star Trek symbol, and then I did a GIF of Buzz Lightyear saying, "To infinity and beyond." <laughs> yes, I know. I, first of all, I do it. I do it in support of my hardcore nerd husband. You know. I know. I know. And Daryl's just like he's like, "Stop trying to make." well you know like uh, my profile picture is me with princess leia buns and i remember i I did that year not years it's been a couple well maybe it's actually it was a long time ago when the first one came out right well the first the first reboot i think it was like four years ago and i was getting my hair done and daryl had secured opening night tickets to see whichever one had come out it was the one where everybody saw the millennium falcon for the first time after what, so whatever that one was, like three movies ago. I thought it was the first one where Ray and Kylo Ren like made their appearance. Yeah, that was when the Millennium Falcon came back. Right. Anyway, so in honor of that, he was super excited. So he got us, you know, seats that and the whole family went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole family went. And so I was telling my Neil, I was saying, yeah, it's a big deal for him. And, you know, I'm just I wish that I was that passionate about anything. I mean, I don't have anything like that that I just love so bad that I would do this, you know. And so I said I would almost venture into doing the Le- the Leia buns, you know, in honor of tonight. He goes, you want to do it? And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we have time. I'm like, OK. So he made me Leia buns. And I walked, you know, when I walked in and Daryl was just like rock hard. Oh, my God. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> you know, it was so exciting. That <laughs> so is it, so funny. The next morning, I get up and look in the mirror, and I've got one half dangling bun. <laughs> right. You look like Leia fucked over three times. Yeah. He had to <laughs> ravage me with the buns. But anyway, so it's like I I find it all hilarious. And everybody needs a little levity right now. So I thought, I'll embrace yeah. it this year. Really? Anyway, all right. Moving on. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Cinco de Mayo. I'll drink a margarita if I feel like it. I've been drinking a lot more in the last week or so, and I'm like not happy about it because I'm not that person who drinks daily. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink yesterday, so I'm been, I've been sober for one day, two days. I've been so I've been sober. I've been sober. <laughs> I know. But uh, Daryl and I have definitely been partaking a little bit more than we usually do, but not excessively. We're not hammered or anything. It's just like feel like it's like you want a cocktail? Absolutely, I want a cocktail. It's like you know. Almost daily, yeah. But but I am two days sober, so there's that. Well, good but... for you. Good for you. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> Day two. Do you get a coin for that? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe a penny yeah. for your thoughts, but <laughs> yeah, really, penny for your thoughts. I need I need a cocktail to tell you those, and it's definitely worth more than a penny. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are starting to indulge in certain bad behaviors. Like, (laughs) I've picked up smoking again for some reason, and (laughs) I don't know why, because I I was not even doing it at all. And it just started with, you know, just once a day, I'm just like, eh, I'll just try it. And now I'm just full-blown smoking, and I'm just like, why did I do that? (laughs) And I know know, once this thing's done, I'll stop, but I just, I'm like, God, I, I hate it. I hate the way it makes me feel. I hate the way it makes my mouth taste, but... 
you know, every time the dogs have to go to the bathroom, I'm like, yeah, I'll come with you guys. You know, and I just go in the <laughs> backyard. And half the time I'm in my underwear and a tank top. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even wear clothes anymore, Jamie. I'm wearing like, <laughs> I literally walk around my house in an underwear and tank top. Do you remember, you, you know, Tim Gunn, right? Yes. From Project Runway. Okay. Yes. So he, he has a thing about comfort, comfortable clothes. He thinks they're inappropriate, that you should always be put together even in your own home. Like you, there's no excuse. That's to- bullshit. I bet you if you walk in on him at like 10 o'clock at night, he's sitting there at his chones. Can I please finish my statement? Yes, there's a reason why I brought it up. So he was interviewed on Fresh Air yesterday. Who, And by the way, I effing loved him, Gunn. There's oh, I nothing about him I don't love. I love him so much. And I even loved him more after this interview. I was riveted by this man. He's such a sensitive soul. I just, I want to be his friend so bad. I think I'd be too harsh for him, though. I think he'd, he'd struggle with me. But he's just so wonderful. Anyway, he was saying, you know, she's like, well, how are you doing? You live in Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know, it's, he goes, I'm a solitary person, but I'm absolutely missing some of the things that I really enjoyed doing doing like I would go to a museum like twice a week and now because there are people there and also art and everything and he's like and I haven't obviously done that in almost two months and he said I always had maintained that you never should sacrifice fashion for comfort you should never look sloppy he goes Mm -hmm. I've changed my mind he was like, I've changed my mind. It's like, this is so wonderful. He's like, it's wonderful wearing sweatpants at home. You know, he was like, I would never go out there to empty the trash in them. However, it is so nice to be wearing comfortable clothes. He goes, I totally get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. And I started, I was laughing because that has been like his main mantra since the beginning, since I've heard of him, is that you never sacrifice fashion for comfort. Never. Well, it's probably because he was always going somewhere. But when you literally have nowhere to go, what is the right. point? You're going to put a suit on to go make breakfast? Well, and that's the thing is, it's like, you know, different cultures, like they literally wake up, shower, get dressed, do makeup like every day, even like the stay at home moms and everything. And I'm like, why? I do that. Ooh. Well, okay, but I mean, like, I'm not saying I like hang around in my pajamas all day. I mean, I'll obviously, you know, like brush my hair, brush my teeth and, you know, like put something on that resembles clothing. But I mean, I'm not going to. When you're not smoking anyway, when you're not out in the back of your trailer with your underwear and tape top on. Exactly. But I mean, when but I mean, I'm not going to like get dressed up and get all presented like I'm 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 going out somewhere like I don't even do that when I take my kids to school because I'm just like, what is the point? You know, I'm going to waste perfectly good makeup when no one's going to see me. Well, I yeah, you and I disagree, but we always have. I've, so, I've always maintained that I, I have to. You just never you can you never know. You never know. I mean, if I had a man coming home, that'd be different. But Why? Well, see, OK, perfect example. At some point I decided it was a long time ago, by the way. I make myself look good. I don't do it for a man. I do it for me because I like the way I look when I'm put together. That's literally the, the number one thing that has never changed, which is probably why I do it every day. I don't give a shit. And I don't have to. Daryl thinks I'm pretty without makeup on. I don't know what he's seeing. I certainly don't think so. But he doesn't care either way. I'm like, well, there's something wrong with you because I look like a slug without my shit together. So I don't, I don't understand you, but I've always done that. And I think that's why you and I are a little different in that aspect, mm-hmm. because maybe it, it, it's important to you to only look good for a man, then that's why you don't necessarily do it every day. Well, I mean, is my guess. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I'm not criticizing you, by the way, most people are probably like that. 
Yeah, I say a man or company or like people, I guess, outside of like the immediate, you know, like the kids, I guess. Sure. You know, any external people. And I consider, you know, my man being an external person. Yeah. You know, and so I don't want them to come home and, you know, look at a slug and... (laughs) I just think it's like gross or unfair. I don't know. It's unfair. Like, well, it's just kind of like, you know, they've been doing stuff all day and not that I haven't been, but I mean, I feel like the least I can do is, you know, not look disgusting. And I mean, not every day. I'm sure there's times where it's just like, it didn't happen, but, and I'm not talking like full bone, like eyeshadow and, you know, contouring and everything like that. But I mean, at least I can do is cover my pimples and put on some mascara. And you so mean lip and clip. Not a total lip and clip, but I mean, you know, like foundation, powder, blush, eyeliner and mascara, and then maybe a gloss. Mm -hmm. And then I've noticed that as I've gotten older, though, my lip and clip is more extensive than it used to be. Yeah, (laughs) I was when I was young, lip and clip was a messy bun, a lipstick and maybe a little foundation just to kind of even things out. But Mm -hmm. now it's it's much more than that. And yeah. I think it's just because I'm old. Or if I'm not doing makeup, then I'll, I'll try and wear something cute. Like, you know, I'll have like super short Daisy Dukes on with like a tank top, no bra and like a high ponytail, but maybe no makeup. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, OK, you know, makeup, but your body looks cute. But you won't do that for yourself. No, because I don't give a shit. Oh, I do. I don't I because I'm fine with the way I look. So I am fine with the way I look. I just like to I just like to look put together and pretty that's all i mean i'm usually wearing clothes it's just by I'm the end of the day clothes god forbid you're not one you're not wearing a moo-moo all day <laughs> no i guess my face doesn't bother me that much i mean it's not fantastic but i mean i'm not cracking mirrors or anything no and i would say that i'm like i'm not scaring people on the street and i usually have done something with my hair as long as like my hair's done and brushed and I have like something that, you know, resembles clothing, I feel pretty okay. Yeah, I, I like the process of getting ready. I love the process of before and after. I won't necessarily do my hair completely every day. I, first of all, apparently, and maybe you can correct me on this, men aren't big fans of the messy bun. I think all girls look cute in a messy bun. And Daryl did tell me once that it wasn't his favorite look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm wearing it every fucking day now, (laughs) all day, every day, but I don't, but I was just like, really? I didn't realize men didn't like the bun, but it's not like a librarian bun. It's a cute, messy top knot bun. And I thought it was cute, but in general, and then of course he backpedaled like a week later. He goes, you know, cause I stopped doing it. He's like, you know, I, I, I don't hate it. I'm like, just shut up. Okay. You can't change your opinion now. You know, talking about not impressing men. And here I go, not wearing my messy bun. I'm right back to it, though. (laughs) I don't do the messy bun. I'll pull my hair. So this is what I do. For some reason, in the very back of my hair, I have this, like, bulge in my ponytail. And I don't know why, but it's because the very last, like, chunk of my hair, it just bulges out. So instead of putting it in the ponytail, I keep it down. And then I braid it. So Mm. I have, like, a long braid in the back. It's like a little tiny braid, though. And mm. so, and then I'll put the rest in the ponytail and then in the ponytail, I don't do a messy bun. I just make a bun and yeah. then I pin it down with bobby pins. That's a messy bun. But it's a real bun, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, m- messy buns are real buns. They're just not super tight. Yeah. So, well, mine, I kind of like, I loop it around and stuff. So yeah. it kind of looks like a, like a, fas- a fashion-y bun. Yeah. That's a messy bun too. 
for sure. Like I said, I'm always doing something with my hair, and then right. I usually just well, your have hair something. is so long. My hair is so long right now too. So, and I always have some kind of cute pair of shorts and a like a braless tank top on. So right, I mean, you said that. Mm-hmm. I think they'll. That distracts from the fact that my face is ugly. <laughs> I don't think you have an ugly face. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it has no makeup on. Speaking of vanity, you said to me yesterday, hey, when we do our show, let's talk about how vain men are. I'm like, okay, well, they're vain in a different way than women. I mean, I'm obviously vain in the sense that I like to look good for myself. I like when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I like to see my wicked cat eye. And, you know, everything's on point and I feel good about myself for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Men are vain in a different way. That is true. So, okay, you, so you're the reason tell me why, one aspect? Yeah, no, so the reason why I brought it up is on, uh, I was watching Netflix the other day and it was this show about botched uh, plastic surgeries, but oh. it was in the UK. Okay. And so this gentleman, he had uh, um, that gynecomastia surgery where he basically had male breasts he was a like basically the equivalent of a B cup. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it, it is. Is it's like a surge of hormones that causes men to grow breasts, usually like in their teen years. Yeah. And in fact, he even said in high school his nickname was Tits. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I know it felt so bad. So he went and got the surgery done, and I don't know what happened, but it got completely botched. Oh no! He wound up having like five surgeries over a period of time, and during one part of the five surgeries, one of his nipples completely died. And it died? What did it look like? Did it show? Well, they they had to remove it, so he didn't have a nipple on one of the sides. So he went to this like super specialist plastic surgeon who like specialized in in. Uh, repair and botch surgeries and he did like lots of uh surgeries for women who had had mastectomies and all this kind of stuff so he had like terrible scars across his chest it looked like somebody sliced his chest open oh my god and so all all for the sake of vanity well i mean he just didn't want to have breasts and so i'm like "I, i get that i'm just like that's you know that's pretty common surgery for men especially who men for who have it really bad (laughs) what was funny though was is um the last question the doctor asked is like okay he says so um you know we have to address the nipple situation he says it's pretty common for people just to get the tattoo and you know the shading that they can do makes it look like you have like a nipple and um he's like okay he says there is another option where you can get like a prosthetic nipple and then you just use this like adhesive daily and you know, you you put it on there. It and seems like a short term problem or short term resolution. He opted for the prosthetic nipple because it well, looked it looked more real. Can I tell you, Paula, if you don't I mean, not to shit on your point here, mm-hmm. but you do realize that you made fun of me because you didn't believe that there were prosthetic nipples. I don't remember that. That was like a month ago. You're like, there's no prosthetic nipples. I mean, I remember Samantha had nipples in Sex in the City, but I thought they were just like for fun, you know, <laughs> no, like they're real because she wanted to have hard nipples. And so yeah, she, she like it stuck up to her. <laughs> it did. And she's for... like, hey, give me my I nipples back. Because <laughs> Miranda walked across the room and there's a couple guys like, hi, hello. And she's just I like, I can't oh. believe that that actually works. <laughs> I don't like, know. I can't believe it. That's crazy. Well, usually guys are just like, hey, you left your headlights on. God. It, was he a svelte, attractive body or was he someone who probably shouldn't take their shirt off? 
I would say he was uh, dad bod. Okay. That's the thing I didn't understand is I'm just like, even if you took off your shirt, no one's going to notice your nipples. Like that's not, that's not going to be the focal point. They're going to see your white, you know, flabby, you know. (laughs) Did he have hair on his chest? A little, probably more on his like belly button area. You know, I mean, he was, he was just plain, but that's just the thing is, is it just goes to show you that men... I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay, that that actually has a lot to do with it. Because if he was married, his wife would be like, "What the fuck are you doing? No, you're not going to glue a nip well, on and every that's day." The whole thing is, is you know the cost difference between a tattoo and like a fifteen hundred dollar <laughs> fake nipple. Yeah. I mean, it's just like she'd be like, "What? You want to do what? You're gonna glue that thing on every fucking day <laughs> instead of just having a tattoo? Like, what? What do you think is gonna happen with a fake nipple? What do you think someone's gonna suck on it and then like?" What is gonna pull it and away choke and on it? Have a fucking pacifier in their mouth or what? It's a choking hazard. You know, he's like, well, it just looks real. Oh, oh, because what? In case it gets cold, you you what, you, you want to look like you have two cold nipples as opposed to one? Like First I don't all, get let's it. Just there say- are women who have battled breast cancer and lost both their natural breasts, and they walk away with a tattooed nipple. Why are you so special? I would wear a prosthetic nip while I was waiting for the real full reconstructive surgery if I felt that was important you know but I don't even know if I would do that I mean I don't even know if I would feel the need to have an erect nipple all the time that would be weird and in and the thing is is that this dude I was the reason I asked about the hair is like if he has a hairy chest no one even sees the nips anyway like they're kind of covered like you know you can't really see it there's like thickets there so no one's even look and no one's looking Gentlemen, no one's looking. Unless you're a female. Most women don't even know why men have nipples. I mean, well, they really don't need them. No, but they're erotic. I don't know. I haven't met one man who didn't enjoy. Oh, God, no. I dated a guy. I couldn't come within 12 inches of his nipples. Oh, no. I freaking the fuck out. So. No, I, I haven't. I, everybody that I've ever been with, the nipple is, in a, is a very erogenous zone for them. I feel weird doing that because, I mean, there's always like a mouthful of hair that comes with it. And I'm just Not like, I always. don't know. <laughs> so. Well, did he? So did he get the super glued nip or what? He got the nipple. All right. And did it look weird or did it look normal? I mean, it looks like a. I mean, it was good. I mean, I'm did not they saying, show him? <laughs> did they show him walking around on the beach in Europe? No, I mean, they just showed nip- him in the office with his nipple on, and it's just like you know, it was definitely oh like you God. couldn't tell the difference. Sure, sure. But I'm just like again, you know, people are going to be seeing this nipple. I just, I you know, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that happens when men don't get married, when they don't have a partner at home to reason with them about certain things. I mean, he walked in. He looked like he was he. He worked at Target. He came in with khakis and like a red polo on. Oh, God. No, he's not retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, God. 16 candles. Yeah. How, how funny time has changed because you couldn't get away with that now. In, I know. <laughs> okay. So the next thing that men will do is they will get pectoral implants. Like pecs, pecs. the opposite of a gynecomastia. They will actually get like At, pe- oh, yeah. pec implants if they mm-hmm. they've exercised as much as they can, but their pecs will just not get big enough. And so they, they and so instead of steroids, they go with permanent implants. They think there's like some sort of deficiency in their chest, like mm-hmm. the muscle or something. Sure. 
So it's like they will get these, like these, uh, they're not silicone, but they're like. Well, these... they look like chicken cutlets. Kind of, but they're like, they're harder a little bit and they're not liquidy filled. They're just kind of like um, rubbery, I guess Yeah, they're you silicone. Say. Mm-hmm. And they get them implanted and now they have pecs, but they're not real muscles. Does it look real? Oh, yeah. No, it definitely yeah. looks real. But I mean. So it's like their version of fake boobs, just harder. Just fake chest. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. It is strange that men would feel compelled to do that, but I mean, why do women do it? Same difference, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then there's the one that this obviously came from Sex in the City. Mm. Any man who's had testicular cancer and has lost a ball, sure. they can, if they deem necessary, can get a ball implant. A fake ball. And mm-hmm. a fake ball so they feel like they have a full set. No one pays attention to the ball sack except for men. Girls just. just I mean, if you love it. First of all, Daryl and I had this conversation a couple of years ago. I don't even know how it came up. It wasn't the sex in the city. It was just something that I don't even remember. And I said, hey, have you ever got testicular cancer? Now, immediately he's alert. Like, why would you even ask me Why do you think? Did you notice something? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, hey, have you ever got testicular cancer and you had to have a ball removed? He's like, just a ball? I'm like, yeah, just one. He's like, okay, what? Ah, A ball. (laughs) Would you want to get a prosthetic? And he's like, I, well, I just don't even want to get prostate or I don't want to get ball cancer. I'm like, okay. No, just take that off the table. You have it. You have it. It's gone. Okay. You suffered some horrible injury and your, your one of your testes exploded. It had to be removed. And now you have one hanging ball. What would you do? Would you want a prosthetic? And he's like, now with as, uh, with as indecisive as the man is, he goes, well, would you want me to have one? And I said, I don't care. Like to me, it doesn't matter. We're done with our baby making years. And I, it's not like I stick the ball in me or in my butt or something like that. So it's just, it's just there. Like would it, he goes, well, would it bother you if you were down there and you saw only one ball? I'm like, probably for a while, but I'd get over it. I don't even look at them. <laughs> well, I mean, you and I are different. I mean, it would be weird at first because there'd be a lot of like little skin, like loose skin down there. So it'd be kind of weird. Do you think they leave it, leave it loose or do you think they just like, you know. <laughs> do you think he has just a solo ball hanging tandem alone? Well, why like not? a unicycle? I mean, that would look weird. I, that would, fr- I don't know, Paula. Now, but would it be free? Like, would it float around in the sack that doesn't have a partner? Well, that's what I'm saying is, is if it was just, it's got its own pocket. So, I mean, why wouldn't they just take, like, you know, the other skin that they probably of, the, do. of the phantom ball and just, like, you know, yeah. take it and, you know, toss it, like I circumcise, it- <laughs> circumcise the phantom ball. I think, I think for me, I, I would not care. It would not affect my ability to make love to some man who, Hey, it's who, one less ball you have to put in your mouth. So well, that's true. And in that aspect, I'd be really okay with it. So I'd be like, you know what? Yes. The lesser, the better. <laughs> so. And then the last thing is a penis enlargement surgery. Where basically they put a penile implant Mm -hmm. into your penis. And there's two Is that where they put it? (laughs) Shut up. Oh, go ahead. The implant like actually stretches it, the penis, because I guess there is still a little bit more skin like at the tip that could stretch out further. That sounds painful. And so, well, I mean, like guys care. Well, I mean, they care, but not to the extent like if they think it's going to make their penis look like, you know, an ounce longer. (laughs) And so, um, 
And so they'll go for it. Um, I mean, that, I mean, okay. So for me, I, I completely understand if it's only for aesthetics, I don't get it. But if it's because you literally are having some kind of sexual problem, then absolutely. I know that there are a lot of men who struggle after having prostate cancer, stuff like that, where they just cannot get erect. So in that aspect, then yes. But if we're talking about vanity, no. There's the thing I've learned about guys is all men at some point in their life has measured their penis. Um, I think they all they think they think they continuously do it. And if you listen to some, they start at the taint and go to the tip. That does not count. Of course not. You can't, you don't get the taint in the vagina. <laughs> you, you have to do like the top, like the front, like start at the front. Do you do like the base left. of the balls to the tip? Is that what you're thinking? No, because that doesn't go in there, does it? I don't know. I mean, I'm just asking, how, what is your idea of measurement? I would think it'd be on the top because, I mean, that definitely all goes in there. Oh, so what, whatever goes into the vagina is what should be measured? That's what I think. Okay. I mean, the rest is just, you know, for show, obviously. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's for show. That's why we don't care if there's only one down there. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, you're going at a hardcore. I mean, okay, I would admit if you're going at a hardcore and you're just getting slapped with one ball, that might feel strange. It's I just would like, be... it's like... Well, I would certainly <laughs> notice and I would certainly be distracted for a moment. I'd be like, can you just put your hand in there and slap the other side just so I feel can normal? Can you just like put, can we put something down? He's like, I told you we should have gotten the other ball. Just get the back scratcher and like, like flick it or something. I'm calling the doctor tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. This is enough. I've had enough. I'm like, I can't help it. Just get the stress ball. It'll be fine. I didn't realize that it made that big of a difference, but when when only one ball is slapping me, it actually, you know, just 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 turn the radio on. <laughs> oh God, it would be a nightmare. It would be a sexual nightmare. I maybe I would get the ball. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, and of course, we're only focusing on men's vanity. We know that women are equally as vain. So yeah, I just, just different. Like, just different. You know what, though? I don't feel bad about talking about men's vanity because women's vanity is so exploited and talked about so often. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it's it's out there. But the things that men do to make themselves look good, nobody talks about that shit. What's really funny is that men do things to make themselves look good and all the shit they think they need to do, women could give zero fucks about. That's what makes me laugh is they don't care. And then there's if, the opposite. There's the men who think they're real cool and they're wearing dad jeans and lawnmower sh- tennis shoes out in public thinking they look good. And I'm like, you're not married. I can tell. I already know because no woman in her right mind would allow this. All the time it happens. It's the guys that are literally like doing yard work, threw in a ball cap, ran out oh, to Harbor Freight because they God. needed a part. It looks and so you're good. just like, I want to fuck you so bad right now. <laughs> like you look like you, your hands are greasy you have like a wipe mart on your white chest or your white shirt. Mm-hmm. You're kind of scruffy. Your hair's like all messy under your hat. Oh my God, I love and scruffy. You've got oh. like grass stains on your jeans and your boots are yeah. all dirty. It's so cute. And, and like they're not even paying attention. You're just sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, just, yeah. like a baby does. They're like, Ehh. I don't know. Cause I even like, I even like men who are incredibly pristine and, and look perfectly quaffed in a really, amazing looking suit or whatever i think that's very sexy too they don't have to be just scruffy i mean i like it but they're not trying very hard they're just they are who they are they're like yeah this is what i'm doing now and i'm just like god damn it that's so attractive it's one of the reasons why i like john ham 
I, I, I really do. I, I don't like that, suits. I know you don't, but that's fine. That's why you're poor. It's not my thing. No. <laughs> just nice. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry you you're left it not. open. That came out really fast. <laughs> I know. Well, no, no, I just I meant was thinking like about that it. look doesn't appeal to me. Like I was I thinking. Just... I was thinking about that when you were saying the scruffy grubby. Because honestly, <laughs> I'll tell you why. It, it wasn't you personally. I was thinking about someone we both know who does landscaping for a living. Oh, not him. I know. Okay, I know. He's like a family. You had like the crush. I didn't. I did not have a crush on him, ever. Oh, you're so full of shit. I am not full of shit. Trust me. You know what? I have been grilled about this my whole fucking life. I never had a crush on this person. I don't know why everyone thought that. I will ask our other two sisters, and I'd be like, is it or is it not the truth that JB had a crush on so-and-so? And they're going to be like, oh, of course she did. I didn't. I, you know what? Here's the thing. If I wanted, I would be married to him right now. That is the truth. Why would you want that, though? I didn't. That's the whole point. I wasn't in. I did it for you. The green sweatpants. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we are running out of time. So we'll have to push the UFC to the next show. We'll have to do our. Well, it'll be an after the fact then. We'll be watching. I'm excited um, to see some sports. We've been watching the dance about Michael Jordan. The last dance, I should say, on ESPN. It is so good. I'm just loving it. It's all takes place in the 80s and 90s. And it's like Tyler was obsessed with Michael Jordan back then. And oh, yeah. So when I watch all of that, I just I think about that time period again. And it's just so great. And you just don't even remember until you start watching what a beast Michael Jordan was on the on the court. And there's even the last one we watched was episode five. Are you watching it? No, but I just oh, um, you have to. It's so I good. told Ryan, gosh, this was a couple months ago. I think it was before Kobe Bryant died and he's just like, Oh my gosh. He's like, you know, I really think Kobe Bryant was one of the best or blah, blah. I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, you've never seen Michael Jordan play before. Yeah, that's true. It's true. And he's just like, he said, there's no way he could have been better than Kobe. I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, Michael Jordan literally like flew in air. And so we put on YouTube and we showed him a couple of the t- like how he used to play, how he would like spread his legs and do the dunk. Yes. And then or he would like almost like climb the air like right. stairs yeah. and then do that flying across thing. And he was just dumbfounded. He's like, he's like, <laughs> how does he do that? We, he's a freak of nature. He couldn't believe it. He, like he'd never seen anything because nobody plays basketball. You like need that to anymore. watch it. Uh, Ryan will be obsessed. And so we're we've started watching episode. We watched episode five last night because they're coming out every Sunday. So we watched episode okay. five last night, and they do two at a time. So right now all five are out. Anyway, so we've been watching it every night this week because they're an hour long. So we we're watching one or two a night, and so now we finally caught up the last episode that it aired on Sunday, and it's a really cool way they're doing it. But what's neat about it is. Michael Jordan's second or last season playing for the Bulls is when Kobe Bryant came into the NBA. He was 19. Oh, Oh, And so they were doing the all-star game and he was a rookie. And he, Kobe was interviewed for this documentary because this was obviously created a long time ago. And so, of course, in the beginning, there's a dedication to Kobe Bryant. And he said, you know, it's funny. Everybody goes, oh, you're so much better than Michael Jordan, blah, blah, blah. And he goes... Michael Jordan is my big brother. He's like, he taught me everything I know. That is Mm -hmm. why I'm so good. That's why, that's how good Michael Jordan is. He literally took me under his wing, taught me everything. He gave me his phone number the day that I came into the NBA and said, whatever you need, you give me a call. He goes, and I did. And that's why I'm so good. So to me, it's like, there's an upper echelon of player in every sport. 
Every sport mm-hmm. has it. This was an amazing team, but Michael Jordan is up there and he wanted to be so badly like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. That was his goal. Kobe Bryant was the next generation for that and he definitely believed it. It was it's such a good documentary. I her- encourage everybody to watch it. It's not just sports, it's everything. Uh, so definitely watch The Last Dance. It's super good. And then also, um, I haven't finished it, but Hollywood on Netflix is so fucking good. Isn't that brand new, though? Yeah, it just came out last Friday. It's so fucking good. It's only seven episodes. I'm on episode. I just finished three. But the premise is this. Hollywood was really oppressive back in the late 40s, early 50s, because you, know, you couldn't be black or gay. At, at all in Hollywood. They had a they had a rep to protect, right? And so this is kind of like what would have happened if Hollywood had been what it is today. Well, I don't even know how. I feel like Hollywood's still pretty oppressive today, but what would it have been like if it had been more accepting of minorities and sexuality back in the 40s? And so it, it's rewritten a bit. It's the guy that did Glee. Yes. And Dar- Darren Chris is in it. Is he playing a gay person again? Darren Chris, no. Oh, okay. He's in a biracial relationship. Yeah, he's like, I'd really like to shy away from the gay roles because he's not gay. Actually, <laughs> no, I, I think know. he's married now. <laughs> oh, no, there's some there's some amazing sex scenes. So he's definitely not oh, gay. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, there's a lot of amazing actresses from, I mean, just it's a beautiful cast. The whole thing is is so good. And I, I've stopped watching it because we're like, okay, we'll watch the next episode whenever. And of course, Daryl has lost interest. So now I'm going to have to watch it without him because I can't wait any longer. I really want to watch it. But it's one of those shows where I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's so good. And I mean, I hated Glee, but it has that same feeling, that real light, airy feeling to it. So I just, I'm really excited about it. So if you get a chance to watch Hollywood, I think now it's definitely not kid friendly. Definitely not kid friendly. You have to watch it by yourself. All right. Well, we have rambled on long enough. We now need to get to some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Disabilities edition. Oh, God. I have three today because they're all so good. Uh, The first one's a quickie, and I think it's funny as fuck. My wife once heard a girl's accent and asked if she was Australian. She was deaf. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Can you Jesus. Excuse me, are you from Australia? Uh, no, I'm deaf. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean. Can you be a you deaf a Australian? Deaf? I'd be like, are you a deaf Australian? I'm from Podunk, uh, Northern California. She's like, so. no, I'm, I'm from Sacramento. <laughs> Oh, born and raised. Born in Australia? No, just stop with the Australian. Stop okay, with Australia, stop. okay? Just, just walk away, okay? God, thank so you, thank you. <laughs> All right, here's another one. This one made me laugh really hard. I was walking home one winter night, and as I approached my building, a small child in a hooded suit was shoveling the front of their house. It made me feel good to see his parents instilling good work skills as I passed by. So I bent over, gave him a thumbs up and said, Hey, good job, little man. To my horror, I realized it wasn't a child, but a little person. (laughs) They didn't say anything. They just looked at me like I was an asshole. When summer rolled around, I saw them again, sunning themselves on the porch in a bikini because it wasn't even a boy. It was a woman. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Plot twist. Yeah. Wait, how did she not know that she had a little person in her building? I don't know. Maybe she'd never seen her before? I don't know. 
She lived on the lower levels. Probably. <laughs> I'm just okay, enough, enough, <laughs> enough. Uh, honestly, though, okay, never mind. I can't get. I can't get into it. It'll just go on and on again. Although we'll ha- start getting, you know, threatening <laughs> tweets again. Yes. Uh, people calling us twats and cunts. I know. And finally, I was walking with my friends to a restaurant or something and decided to be silly and started doing this skippy hop type walk just to make them laugh. It was some lame gag for a laugh, but no one was laughing. I turned around to find out why and noticed that there was a guy who was somewhat disabled walking in the opposite direction coming toward us. One half of his body was atrophied and partially paralyzed, and this caused him to walk exactly the way I was doing my skippy hop. We made eye contact and I just looked at the ground and one of my friends said, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I think of it and cringe to this day. And that was a decade ago. That sounds like something that I would do. Absolutely. And Un- unintentionally. Absolutely. Like, yep. I just have the worst timing. Like we were at Ross one time and we were getting ready to leave. So I came walking out. I'm like, all right, well, do we have every, do we have everything? And as soon as I said that an Asian boy and his father walked past us and I was just like, why does that happen to me all the time? When I read this, I went something in the back of people who have really wicked senses and dark senses of humor. I think that peripherally we see those things and our brain makes us do shit inappropriately. I firmly believe it because when I read that story, I went, I would totally do that. Not thinking for a moment that I was making fun of anyone, of course, but somewhere in the back of our, the guts of our brain, didn't we not see that guy and try to mimic it, not to be funny, to make fun of him, but just because we're broken? Isn't it possible? Well, I think it's just because, you know, we're so not PC that most of the things that come out of our mouth are offensive. And so <laughs> I guess the, the likelihood of someone being around us that, you know, fits that mold is probably pretty likely. Like, I can't tell you how many times I walk around the house. I'm going, behemoth, that's a huge bitch, you know, from Deuce Piccolo. <laughs> so I might do that in public, not loud, but I might do that. And then someone, you know, of larger stature might walk by and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, God, I hope they didn't hear me. But you kind of want them to hear you. <laughs> no, I do- no, I don't. But there's plenty, you know, or I'll say something like that. And then Ryan, you know, he'll be like covering his mouth, you know, laughing hysterically with a red face but trying not to be loud right and then people will stare at him and then i'll just be like come here son and i'll put my arm around him and like you know walk off and they're just kind of like what are they doing like why are they, why are those people <laughs> laughing was it because that larger woman walked past that's not funny she shouldn't be teaching her children to be like that i don't even remember what it was it was a long time ago i'm sure it was a kid but i just remember a woman going that is highly inappropriate and I was just like, I don't remember what I would had done. I was, I was laughing at something. It wasn't somebody with a disability. I, I do not do that. But I was just like, I think it must. I don't even know. It was something really inappropriate. That is highly inappropriate. But I think it kind of comes from our father, if I have to tell you the truth. Oh, God. Dad did not give zero she shits gave no about fucks. anything. One time we were all in a car. And this is the thing. It's like, I think we had, what's that called? That syndrome that you get if you've been held captive long enough? Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I think we had Stockholm Syndrome because one time we were in a car and there was a car full of women. They were very large women. And there was like three of them in this car. And dad, who has no soul. And he can't stand larger women. He does not like overweight women. He doesn't care about overweight men, just women. 
So did he start what mimicking pigs eating or something? He like did, that? and he started doing the big fat face with his tongue out thing, <laughs> and he starts going hoo 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 like that, and they're all you asshole, and they started like chasing us, and we were hysterical. We were hysterically laughing, and I'm like, this is it. In my mind, I'm like. You know, back then you could make fun of people who were fat. Mm. Now you just, you can't, you know, the things actually, changed. you know, back then I don't think you could. But. <laughs> okay. In our world, it was not a big deal. <laughs> well, then not. dad usually would say like, Hey, I'll pull over. What are you going to do? Chase me? You oh, know? he like, did. He's like, he was so evil. <laughs> he was laughing maniacally going, come on. And he's like going fast, <laughs> letting them chase oh, us. Yeah, you probably lose five pounds. Come on. You're like, <laughs> you you know, you know, it was hilarious, but it wasn't. It was, but it wasn't. Because I'm like, Dad, she's chasing us. He's like, Oh, what is she gonna do? Eat us? I mean, it was right. insane. Insane. On, we're headed towards Dairy Queen. We're doing her a favor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Those were good times. Good times. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's all I have for for today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, so you're gonna want to go to Amazon.com. Don't chintz out and get something cheap. I don't want a Mother's Day present. You know, to be perfectly honest, I don't think Victor and the kids even know Mother's Day is coming up. Is it this Sunday? It's the 10th. Yeah, I don't think they know it's this Sunday. I'm going to laugh if they forget. Kenzie asked me what I wanted for Mother's Day. I'm like, I, I said, I don't know, carrot cake? She's like, just food? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Girls got to eat. Why not? All right, everybody. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you on Sunday. And happy Mother's Day, early Mother's Day. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.